This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we aren't so different, are we, toddler? Are we? Plus, Biz is the proudest. Teresa wants to know why everyone is in such a good mood. And we talked to Courtney Wyckoff of Mama Strong. Woo! Eh, that's about as, uh, maybe not our best woo, but that's about all the woo I got in me. I feel like you've really been leading the woo for a while, and I've been kind of lagging. Okay, like, well, I just I'm, really have not been putting in 110%. Well, I'm going to need to lean on you. Okay. <laughs> maybe next week. Woo, woo, woo. I'll try to, like, get ready woo, for woo. next week. Yeah, okay, please. You okay. <laughs> just prep. Okay. How are you, Teresa? I'm really good. And, like, we had this morning. It's Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And... Everybody was in such a good mood. Well, actually, I didn't see Jesse that much this morning, but I assume he's in a good mood. But, like, my kids were in a really good mood. Like, my kids are kind of grumpy in the morning sometimes. And, like, you know, even if they're not super grumpy, there's still, like, battles, multiple battles. not pleasant to be around in the morning. Like, I mean, just because everybody has to, like, get ready and everybody has to get dropped off. And there's just, like, things that are happening that isn't always what everybody wants to do. But, like, for some reason this morning, everything went so smoothly. And I wasn't, like, pumped up for it or, like, planning, like, this is going to be a good morning or, like, doing anything different. So I was, like, the whole time I'm going, like, what is happening? And I was, like, (laughs) racking my brain. I was like, after I dropped, because I dropped Simon off at school, and he literally was like, okay, bye, mommy. What? Like that. It was like, okay, I'm going to go hug. Okay, bye, mommy. And he just went off and started chatting with this adorable other child in the classroom. And I'm like, uh, and then just everything, like, it just, everything is like, so then I'm thinking, like, what did I feed them last night? Yeah, like, when yeah. did I put them to bed? Like, what happened? I'm, like, try- I'm trying to, like, crack the, the code What is the cycle of the of moon? This. Where yeah. is Jupiter and Mars yeah. in relation to, like, we need to mark this date? Yes. Right, yeah. Yes, so it's good. And I probably shouldn't be, like, trying to break it down. I should just enjoy it. Uh, so, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> good luck enjoying that. Thank you. As you can see, I'm already doing that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, yeah, those almost are more unsettling. <laughs> Than the bad days. Um, well, good. Enjoy it. Thank you. <laughs> Hold on to it for dear life. Right. Uh, How are you? I am. I am. I am good and bad. Okay. So the good is, I am like one of the proudest moms in the whole wide world because Katie Bell got her yellow belt this oh, weekend. Yay. She did the whole like. Te- she was so fucking great, guys. Oh. She really had been struggling with. Uh, this particular series of moves that she had to do for this test. And, you know, she's six years old and, like, uh, I don't – but she just, like, something clicked and she actually came home and, like, practiced and worked really hard. And she went in and she, like, she nailed it so hard. And people were so familiar with, like, her struggles with it that as uh, she gets through with it and I'm, like, screaming, Wah! <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> down the back to my seat, uh, the like a series of the teachers uh, that were on the judging board or whatever were like, you know, giving me the like, yeah, 
right? And so anyway, I just, she was so, she was like running around going, I'm so proud of myself. Like she's like totally connected <laughs> yeah. pride and like hard work. And oh, it was one of those times I got to actually use that whole like parenting philosophy of like, you did this. Yeah. I am, we are proud of you for your effort and what you did. And like, ah, yeah. it just, she deserved that yellow belt. So I was very, very proud. Awesome. I pretty much stopped everybody on the street and told to them. To tell them. Yeah. yeah. And to which she's my child, so she's like, let me show you those moves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on the other side, uh, Ellis is, guys, Remind us how old he is. He's two. I was just about to say, he's two. Okay. And uh, Katie Bell was really good two-year-old. <laughs> uh-huh. And Ella, Katie Bell was a good two-year-old, <laughs> and Ellis is good at being two. Mm. How about that? How about I word it mm. like that? Like, we are, again, again... Parenting universe. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. We had a really dark day mm-hmm. of, um, you know, he's not really napping with me despite, I mean, I do, we commit still to putting mm-hmm. him down and, you know, no nap. And uh, so he was really tired. And when he's, he's currently, when he's getting really frustrated and he's still yelling that he wants to do something, but all of his actions are indicating that he doesn't. So mm. it's, it's not connecting. We've had some intense biting, rushing, oh. hitting, oh. scratching, oh. attacking. And yeah. like it really scares Katie Bell. And I'm like so torn between protecting Katie Bell mm-hmm. and like also keeping Ellis safe. Because when he gets this way, he's like running into stuff. Like he's just yeah. out of control. Yeah. You know, we don't have like a big house. We have a house with lots of like, you know, knives yeah. for corners and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least... Whatever. And so it was just like this super intense night a couple of nights ago coming off of like two weeks of me really being on edge. Uh, Lots of crying, lots of like all of us crying. Uh, It was pretty intense. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah. I mean, and I know like Katie Bell and I went out afterwards uh, after we I'd finally gotten him down and she and I went out to the den and I was just like. You know, I'm really because at one point in time it was getting so intense and I was really about to lose my just emotional shit. Mm-hmm. And I see her out of the corner of my eye and she's actually breathing and like counting to herself. Whoa. I know. I, I, I just looked at her in that moment and I was like, you're doing the right thing. I need to do that. And I went out later and I was like, I'm so proud of you yeah. for I saw you getting yourself together and breathing and calming yourself yeah. down. And that really helped me. And your brother is different than you. And we've got to do different things to help him through this time that we didn't yeah. have to do with you. And I don't know what those things are. And we have to figure them out, like, yeah. together as a family. Uh, but, you know, it, it was just like a, ugh. Oh, I just was so like, hard. oh, my God, how am I supposed to deal with this? I, why can't everything just be exactly like it was before? <laughs> um so anyway, well, good I, job though. I mean, really good job. Yeah, and, like, I mean, we you, survived it. Yeah. But it was, it was. But you were really. I mean, like the fact that you were like, you know, you're 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 so aware of like what all the conflicting issues are, and of like taking care of everybody at the same time. Like you're not. It seems like you are like really like seeing this for what it is, which is a two year old behavior right. thing. It's not, and it's and it's. And your, you know, your best job is to protect Katie Bell and to protect right. Alice, and you're totally doing that. And here's you know, the thing. like that's it, what you can do, and that's what you did do. Well, here's the thing, and I almost think this ties in nicely to like what we're going to talk about uh-huh. today. Yeah, which is given how you know 
aware I am, yeah. there's still a huge part of me that feels that's too much pressure to have to be that present and aware. Yeah. And I want to just ride the storm with it, too, a little bit. You know, like, I don't want to... I don't, sometimes I just want to basically be like my toddler. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't want to have to stay calm. I don't want to stay calm. I want to flip out. Right. Which I think is going to lead well into today's discussion, which is maybe we aren't that different from our toddlers after all. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. (laughs) Everybody sit back and get ready for a nice old school <laughs> 80s Jeff Foxworthy style comedy talk about parenting. I'm not so different than a two year old. You know you're exactly a like a toddler <laughs> when. when... <laughs> uh, well, okay, let's try and launched that. his career to a thousand. Mean, it's fine. Yeah. It works for Jeff Foxworthy. I got yeah. a southern accent. Oh, that man actually was a comedic genius outside of that stuff. You go back and see some of his other work. Yeah. Oh, go look for him talking about a party. Oh, see, I just get icked out by even like acknowledging his existence. Oh, like no, I, I got icked out by my own self when he I does. referenced him. He does some really hilarious okay. uh, stand up. I anyway, believe you. this is not a show about Jeff Foxworthy. Not at all, actually. <laughs> this is this is his other podcast where she just talks about 1980s comedians. <laughs> okay. I, I, we have quite honestly mm-hmm. only told each other that this was going to be today's topic. Yeah. We have had no real pre-discussion. No. This is going to be a great, like, one of those tests of, where I'm pretty sure we're going to come in and say the exact same things, and then we're not. Well, let's find out. <laughs> All right, Teresa, do you want to go first? How are you? How am I exactly How like are you a exactly like a toddler? I really don't like it when things are different or unexpected. <laughs> Okay, I share. I, I had labeled that as, I need a schedule. Yeah. <laughs> I need my schedule. And if my schedule changes without a lot of prep, if yeah. somebody hasn't prepped me mentally yeah. over days and days, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't do well. Yeah, no. Yeah. And, like, this plays into, like, <laughs> this plays into just even, like, your one-off today was different for some reason. Yeah. But also, like... With travel, a lot of my issues with travel, like because I'm in a, just in a different setting, even if nothing's going wrong, mm-hmm. I'm in a different setting. I'm doing things differently. I have to like think through things yeah. rather than just be on autopilot. Right. And that really pisses me off and like really makes me tired. Yeah. Like it's like really <laughs> too much for me. It totally throws me. Do you think there's an element of unpredictability? Because I think that's for me too, where it's like even. The fear of the unknown, of the fact that no matter how well I've planned, for example, a mm-hmm. trip or travel, mm-hmm. something could go totally off mm-hmm. and how upsetting that's going to that, be. That I me. don't know. That is that's not, not that's not it. It's purely, not purely it's purely the like grind of like not being able to just like fall into my normal right. like, having things be the same. Like I mean it's literally the way a ta- I right. I think no, babies I, too. Like it what? This isn't wh- how it normally looks. This isn't when I normally do this. Well, that's this like the number normally... one things people tell you about toddlers to help them through those right. years is, is like routine, consistency. routine yeah. consistency. Yeah. 
exactly and like and and way. it's also your like prepping thing yeah. of like this is where we're going to go then we're going to go in here then this person will be there then you'll meet this person then you'll do that like the right. whole like you know like uh, you know on the way to school I'll say like so yeah. here's how your day is going to go that's right you know like I, but no one's prepping no us no one's prepping us no one's prepping no. us so it's like Biz, I know that you're going to have to stop by the store because things weren't gotten at the grocery <laughs> store yesterday, and that's going to throw off your schedule just a little bit. Then you're going to walk into the door, but that's okay because you'll still get Ellis and you'll still have some time and you'll still pick Katie Bell. Yeah, yeah. Teresa, I, work is going to be a little crazy for the next couple of months, but you're going to get it done, yeah. and then things are going to kind of fall back into place and you'll have a lull. <laughs> so you have that to look forward to. It's Wouldn't right. that be nice Wouldn't that to have be nice? like a parent guiding yeah. us? Dinner's like, going to be a little different yeah. because uh, Stefan's not going to be home at this time, but that's okay. I know it was last minute. Yeah, it is. That would be, yeah. that would be heaven. Yeah. That would be heaven. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, when I am, there are lots of days in the current mental state that I am in, in which I am very much like a toddler in that I have no sense of time. Ooh, <laughs> right? yeah. Right? So, for example... We were at dinner last night, sitting and having dinner last night, Mm -hmm. and Kate Bell's like, oh, the summer I'd like to do such and such. Oh, yeah. And I quite literally was like, Like we're in the middle of summer right now. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) Stefan's like, actually, it's February. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. I don't know what he's like. Yeah. He was like, I was. I, you could literally just yeah. say to me at four o'clock, "It's eight o'clock and time to go to bed," mm-hmm. and I'd be like, "Okay." Like you could just yep. do yep. the time lies to me that oh, I do yeah. to my kids, yeah. right? It's nap time. Yeah, they fucking know it's nap time. <laughs> it's time for dinner. They don't fucking know it's time for yeah. dinner, right? Like it's time Absolutely. to leave the party, yeah. right? <laughs> no concept. Yeah, we'll be doing that next weekend. Next to weekend, right? Last I was talking week show. about last week. Yeah, right. next weekend. Yeah, we can do. That in a little bit, right? Yeah. That is something I've recently discovered. I am, I am very much. I'm totally with you right? on that. Yeah. Do you want to hear one more yeah. of mine? I want to hear one more of yours. Yeah. Tiredness leads to crying. Oh, that's good. <laughs> like when I'm just done. It's when I'm just so tired, yeah. and it doesn't even have to be that anything's really wrong. Right. I'm just tired. Yeah. I'm too tired. I need a nap. Yeah, I can and feel I'm, it behind my eyes. I start to cry. Yeah, like something happens, and I start crying. Yeah. Yeah, just you like yeah. walking around the house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was mistaken to just being in the back of the car sometimes. Oh, that is the saddest uh, sound. And I'm like, are you okay? Yeah. Oh, it's like he's like too uh, tired to do like a real cry. So it's just, just like, it's just like, we'll whimper. Uh, yeah, no, I am 100% with you. And let me add to that. If I get too hungry, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I will destroy the house. As a matter of fact, words from my grandfather to my father mm-hmm. upon marrying my mother, mm-hmm. those same words given to Stefan mm-hmm. by my father, oh. which was, don't let him get tired and don't let him get hungry. That is hilarious. Yes, and it's Everyone true. should say that to all partners. I don't like the idea that this is being Just said a... about the wife because it like oh, makes sure. it, Do you know what I mean? Well, but Stefan but... can go for a day oh, without can't. eating. Oh, Jesse can't. No, because the I'm headaches. I'm just like, what no, the? Jesse can't. Just, we're, we're both. I mean, well, Steph okay. It's like, I had breakfast. And then I'm like, he'll be with the kids sometimes. I'm yeah. like, have they eaten anything in the mm-hmm. last five hours? <laughs> They're like crying, mm-hmm. like smashing things. Because his body doesn't need that Whoa. food the same way. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. That's it is a, a superpower. It is a superpower. That, yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, don't let them get tired. Don't, don't let, let them get, get hungry. hungry. It's hilarious. Yeah. And also, I had a similar one that I thought of, which I just phrased it differently, but I just said, <laughs> like, I like to snack all the time. Yeah. Like, I, like, I'm like a toddler in that, like, I really don't like sitting down to, like, a whole big meal, but right. I like, need to snack all day long. Oh, yeah. That's what I just, do. Just, like, constantly. Yeah. yeah it's some gold. And it's the same shit. It's the same. Some goldfish. Yeah. It's the same cheese Because that's what we have in our house. <laughs> Who, what, you just don't want Humboldt fog? Yeah. <laughs> I have that in the house. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, the I, I definitely need sleep. So like yeah. you said, yeah, the tired and the, that you talked about the crying thing. Mm-hmm. And I, that is so, this again, these two weeks have been like really yeah. intense for me yeah. and because of just everybody being sick and like somebody, one of our wonderful listeners online posted a thing recently about her whole family was sick and she kept saying this thing over and over again going they're not being sick at me they're not oh, being sick at me and I, I was like it. oh my gosh she just nailed yeah, it like everybody's yeah. well right yeah. uh, but like I'm not because everybody got sick on purpose to spite right. me right so I've had that like you the just feel the tears you feeling, just feel like yeah. the, I'm just gonna they're stop ready. crying the tears for no could reason come out like, yeah, yeah 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 oh while I don't actually do this a lot mm-hmm. Not a lot. I can feel the tantrum rage. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I can literally, you know, there are so many days that, like, I just want to stop and scream, no! (laughs) Fuck you! No, no, no! no." I mean, like, like, I can feel it. Oh, yeah. I can feel that just, like, frustrated I think we can all feel that. Right? Yeah. We talked about it in our mom rage episode. Our mom rage episode. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we all, yeah, we've all felt it. But that's just essentially a tantrum. It is. You know what I mean? It totally is. Yeah, but we could do a lot more damage Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's just it. So how do you, I think that leads to the, like, how do you, are there any ways that you wish you could, you could be more like like, a a toddler? Yeah, like you wish you could have a temper tantrum and people would forgive it. Yeah, for me it is just, I sometimes just want to take that, like I'll be having my coffee cup and then Mm -hmm. like something will just absolutely infuriate me and I just want to like fucking smash it. I want to just... Smash, smash, smash. I want to bam, 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 bam. I want to fucking go bam, bam all over everything. That is, I would really like to do that. That would be nice. And occasionally, when I'm not getting my way, uh-huh. I want to shove somebody. <laughs> not, my ch- not my children. But like, just in the grocery store, hey, yeah. shove. Wow. <laughs> I know. I, may, I do I have, may have some physical like- issues. <laughs> No, I think, like, yeah, I think my urge is always to throw something, like, that, I mean, again, this isn't something I, like, do, do, you guys, but, like, yeah, that, when that feeling creeps in, and I, like, have that mom rage feeling, it's, like, I want to, like, pick up a toy and, like, throw Throw it it. into, like, a window, and, like, have the window shatter, you know, like, yeah, yeah. What's not satisfying is when I take dish towels. And I throw them at the know, wall as hard as I worst. can. It's like this is yeah. the least satisfying thing. I think thing. way back in the day I talked about like throwing socks. baby socks yeah. and like how awful that made me feel because it was just like <laughs> it like literally count it like it made the buildup worse. Worse. Yeah. Like it was this is unsatisfying. <laughs> yeah. Isn't exactly getting rid of this frustration. Yeah. Um, my my big thing that I like wish I was like a toddler mm-hmm. um for is like how comfortable they are in their bodies. Oh, like how yeah. like they just don't carry around like tension. Yeah. And, like they have like perfect posture and that <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's just something about them that they're just in their bodies. They are just fully in yeah. their bodies, fully engaged. Everything is like 
working and moving yeah. and strong and kind of like beautiful <laughs> the way you know what I yeah, mean no, like yeah. I really really like that well there's like a there's like this odd toddler confidence yeah that like plays out not just yeah. physically but like and how they play yeah. and, how, and even though they all do it so different yeah like I just am so like envious of the like I'm going to get real small here, guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Ellis gets real small with stuff. Like, uh-huh. he gets, like, super detail-oriented uh-huh. with how he plays with things. Uh-huh. Where I'm like, eh, fine. Go ahead and use the earbuds into the iPad. You can He can put that in uh-huh. there all day long. Yeah. He just gets, like, super small. Or, like, Katie Bell and her, like... You know, just decided to dig when she was two. She dug and dug. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was like the digging of dog. She got a dog all the way through the planet. <laughs> she mm-hmm. just, I just like, there's just, and I guess it's that no sense of time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I guess it plays into yeah. the opposite of the, I have no idea what time it is or what right. season and it is. And not like thinking about the future. Right. Like, there's I no think future. so much of like thinking about the future and like planning mm-hmm. that gets into our psyche yeah because we're not being present maybe and we're <laughs> so so here's the next you know, question okay <laughs> how are we ruining it for our toddlers oh. I, like, I suddenly do feel like what what is helpful uh-huh. about this yeah just like openly admitting how i am like uh-huh. my toddlers yeah is that like it makes me be more empathetic mm-hmm. like if i'm having this problem mm-hmm. with my schedule if a schedule change can throw me off yeah. that bad at you know 42 yeah with lots of years of experience trying to work it out mm-hmm. then this just has to be a shit show for my kids sure i mean that just has to be yeah. a total fucking nightmare yeah they're still trying to figure out how to be a person right yeah like time. even yeah. make the number two with their hands right <laughs> real hard guys right <laughs> like so so there's something about being empathetic with them mm-hmm. that I think it helped take me out of those moments when like for example Ellis is raging mm-hmm. or at least helps me take me out of the moment after the rage storm has cycled down yeah right but are we also you know with the whole like why why can't we have no future right you know, play, you know. in our play because we're already worrying but then I think about the things I say to my kids where I'm like where I'm sort of stripping them, it was now it's mm. time to go. And I'm like, yeah. is it fucking time to go, Mom? Yeah, right. Is it? I know. Who, who are we going for? I know. Are we going for you? I mean, and do you really have to go? Yeah. Or are you just done sitting here? Right? Well, like- <laughs> I, that's why I think actually it is really having this conversation is good, I think, because it is valuable to think about um, like all the good things about yeah. the, where they're at developmentally. Like I was thinking about another thing that I like wish I was more like a toddler mm-hmm. about is just like the fact that they're at almost all times of the waking hours, they are curious and interested yeah. in what is going on. It's amazing. Like yeah. it's actually, and I know people say that, but like it's the same thing as like, you know, if we're rushing them when they're ha- like, engaged in something you know like it's kind of I don't know I think it's okay for us to like for us to appreciate what they're doing right and to be like that's hard it's so fucking hard it's really hard to do it especially when you have like I don't know. Like even well, sometimes you just can't. I mean, yeah, I'm not talking about. Yeah, yeah, I'm not talking like we don't. I'm I'm not a fan of like childhood should be magical. Right. Like, slow down and just really let your kids whatever. <laughs> no, I, there you have you, to, you have to right. go to work or you have to be at this place or you have right. you know there's 
life is life, but right. like, um, that doesn't mean you can't appreciate. But you can appreciate the way that that is not the way it is for them in their minds. Like right. you can appreciate, like, okay, I know that we need to get to school in five minutes, and we're running late, um, and that I have to like get all the stuff and get them into the car and like buckled in, and like I that is my focus. But like, I I can appreciate that like my kid does not have the same mm. motivations ah. as I do, or like the same ability to like see those steps that need to be achieved by a certain time. Like that's my kid really is good. just being there. It's not. And it's I, your responsibility, but it's not his exactly. responsibility. Yeah, exactly. That's and I don't really get. And point. I don't need to lay that on him. Right. I do need to get him in the car somehow. Right. You know. Yeah. Like, there's but like I a don't... fine confusing line between like teaching your kids at any age the responsibilities they have to do and mixing that up with adult responsibilities. Totally. Right? Like, you know, you're not going to, the first time they throw food on the floor and you tell them not to, it's not over. Right. It's more like three years from now. Like, I feel like it's, it is very hard as an adult within the pressures of just general adulthood and kids to see the larger picture yeah you know it's really hard to do yeah and i'm not saying that as in we should all try better i'm just saying it is it's really hard hard to do i have no solution for it i am just like uh, constantly reminded how many difficult challenges there are out there as a parent uh which yeah yeah it's i you're right all right all right yeah i think it's it's so funny because i'm like well i wish i could be like a toddler so i could be a total jerk and then everyone would forgive me yeah Right. Exactly. <laughs> but the other side of that, to, yeah. uh, to put a more positive spin on that, is I wish that I could let things roll off of yeah. me as easy as, I mean, you know, like five minutes after that whole Ellis explosion, the next morning, yeah. he's like, Mama, yeah. you know, Katie Bell, like, yeah. she's not maliciously yeah. out yeah. to get anybody. He was, he's like, not Damien. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> like, it's okay. He's yeah. just tired. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it is. I wish I could unleash whatever the baggage is that I've developed over all these years mm-hmm. that makes me cling to it some. I know. Uh, and not just, like, let it roll off. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I'm not Again, no solution. Just putting that out there into the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, and I'm not going to try to. <laughs> yeah, don't fix that. Yeah, no, yeah, no <laughs> you can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's broke. It, it's broke, guys. <laughs> Um, just like all my toddler's toys. Uh, anyway, I don't know. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yay for toddlers. Yeah. And yay Gold star toddlers. Gold star. You're being toddlers. And that is exactly what you are supposed to be doing. No matter how frustrating <laughs> it is for us. <laughs> yay. You guys, I'm so excited to introduce to you my new baby, Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. This is going to be a really fun look at things that I find curious, whether it's a menstrual cup, it might be the Romanoff family, it might be fracking, it could be Carly Fiorina. I don't even know. Who knows? It's going to be whatever I think is interesting. I can't wait to bring it to you guys. We're going to be bringing in content experts. I'm going to be learning the things. It's only going to take about 30 minutes for you to expand your baby brains with me and have a super fun time. So I can't wait to see you on our first episode of Getting Curious. 
Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius name. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. We had a mom friend and her kids over um, yesterday, and the kids were playing, and my mom friend and I were chatting in the living room, and the kids were doing really well just playing in the boys' room, like, being pretty, mm-hmm. pretty like not quiet, like you'd hear them playing, but they were just having fun. Nobody was like screaming or anything. Yeah. Um, so it was like going really well. And then at a certain point, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna like get up and go in there and just like take a little video of them so we can like remember this <laughs> this age, you know. And so I went and I was like kind of quietly looking in the doorway, and what I noticed was. Um, my friend's little boy, who is in between Simon and Oscar's ages, was um, climbing into Oscar's crib, mm. which is fine. I don't mind yeah. him being in the crib. But um, Oscar has not yet figured out that he can climb in and out of his crib. Oh. He's two and four months, mm-hmm. which is the age that Simon was when he started climbing out of his crib. And we like had to switch to toddler bed and all hell broke loose. And right. I was like, I lost two years of my life, you know, like <laughs> sitting there trying to keep Simon right. in bed until he was like old enough to like keep yeah. himself in bed. And so I am just like, Jesse and I are just praying that Oscar just stays in his crib and doesn't figure it Forever. out for like ever. Until he's 15. Seriously. Yeah. Like I would be totally fine with he- him being like a five-year-old sleeping in that fucking crib. <laughs> If like if it works for him, yeah. I don't care, you know. Sure. And um and so, but he hasn't figured it out. He hasn't even like started trying to climb right. on the crib, and so which is amazing and great. But I see my friend's kid doing this, and I know that at this point, Oscar's at the age where it just hasn't occurred to yeah. him. If he sees a kid doing it, he's He'll gonna try. do it. But so it's like it's we're it's we're in this like we're so close to this being ruined. Yeah. And so my friend's kid is doing this and Oscar's just not looking at him. He's looking the opposite way. So he doesn't know that this is going on. And I see this happening and I instantly know something needs to happen. And I just like walk in and I swim. Oscar, come with me. Let's go have a treat. (laughs) And I just get Oscar out of the room and like he never saw it. And then like I told my friend, can you ask you know, so and so to not do it and just bring him out right now, and totally crisis averted. But I really firmly believe it was actually my mom's intuition mm. that got me up, up to yeah. go to the room at that key moment. moment to prevent my life from being ruined. Good job, mom intuition. Thank you. Yeah, good job. <laughs> uh, so again, long couple of weeks, guys. Uh-huh. Super tired uh, and a. Uh, there was a modern quilt convention <laughs> happening in Pasadena. <laughs> so I made time and I went on the very last day. I had, I had a very small budget. And I am, for those people who like to sew, one of the larger passions is basically fabric hoarding. Mm-hmm. Where you go and you buy adorable fabric <laughs> that you mm-hmm. really love 
and you look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least that's what I like to do. And so I went and I got to just get a hold of like just all this really great stuff that I really like and makes my little spirit lift up because it has all rainbows and unicorns and sunshines. It's like all super like mix of like 70s and 1940s style prints. It's super cute. And I came home and I folded them up adorably and put them in my little sewing area and just looked at them all night. (laughs) Just like a wall of preciousness. And it felt great. Good job. Yeah, thanks. Hi, I have a genius. My almost two-year-old has hated baths for like the last four months, but he loves the show Octonauts, which of course he only watches a little bit of. But the other day I got him some bath toys that are sea creatures and convinced him that they were from the Octonauts. And now I go, do you want a bath? And he goes, not. But, and he's taken three baths in the last five days. So I'm a genius. It's awesome. Thanks. Bye. You gotta use those tools. Use that television, mama. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. I mean, that's like half the ways I've gotten my children to do stuff. Yeah. Do, you know, do you want to be like Curious George? Yeah. Do you want to be like Pablo? Do you want to be like all yeah. these different things? I'm like, yeah, good job. My favorite part of this is she didn't even get the Octonauts toys, yeah. which you can totally get. get yeah. <laughs> but but she just got like It some doesn't matter because she realizes it doesn't matter. Yeah, the kids too. Yeah. It totally doesn't just matter. tell him that yeah. that's what this is. It's totally an Aquanaut. I love it. Good job. Failures. Fail me, Teresa. Fail, 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 fail! You suck. Well, the saga of (laughs) me being inexplicably inept at being a karate parent continues. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So, Simon, last weekend... He goes on the weekend. So, uh, last weekend... The weekend before last, Jesse had, like, taken him out to lunch after karate or something, and they went to, like, a taco place, and, like, his uniform, karate uniform, got just uh, completely yeah. covered in, like... Taco sauce I mean, shit. Grease. so much yeah. grease. Like, I mean, just covered, and to the point where, like, it really smelled. Yeah. Like, it smelled. And... Yep, toss that into the hamper to get it washed before the following weekend. But then, <laughs> then it's the following weekend hey. all of a sudden. Hey, and it's next weekend. Yeah, it's next, next weekend. weekend. Right. It suddenly is next weekend. Thanks, Oscar. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was the moment that I realized it hadn't been washed was the moment we were f- like, yeah. Literally oh, yeah. get putting on the clothes to go right then yeah. or we would just miss class. Absolutely. So there was no way to even like spot clean anything uh. or do anything. I mean, nothing. So I was like, I looked at it and I, I actually had, it was so bad that I actually had the thought like, is this unacceptable for him mm. to actually go to karate in mm. this? Like, this is like so, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? I know like, what I was you like, mean. I sh- should this, should he just like miss class because of it? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, or where, like, where, should we get another outfit or something? Yeah. Like, I was like, and then I just didn't. I just put it, like, I said to Jesse, his uniform is filthy. And he's like, just put it on him. And I was like, okay, fine. And I just put it on him and he went to class and he had a great class. Yeah. Actually, his teacher told me because I saw her the next day and she told me like he had a great class <laughs> and nobody said anything about the fucking uniform. <laughs> but like, I just yeah. know. Yeah. I mean. Well, you showed no respect to the dojo. Exactly. And no respect Again. to uh, the years and years and centuries 
karate. Your uniform is as important as anything else. Exactly. Says, says the woman whose child has like some sort of fruit stain that has <laughs> never come off of Katie Bell's outfit in four years. And I kept promising her, just so you know, yeah. I send her with these fucking brown stains. Uh-huh. I've never been able to get a patch to stay on her uniform. Okay. Anyway, right. I keep telling her, when you get your yellow belt, I'll buy you a brand new outfit. Oh, She's had okay. this outfit for like four years wow. going through like kid classes and then yeah. now she's in the real karate classes yeah so next week white uniform for us to ruin All so right. anyway Great. you're a disgrace to I know, karate right? and your children yeah thanks yeah, good job uh i let's just think back to a little while ago when i was talking about one of our listeners who said everybody in their house is being sick at them and or they're not she's trying to remember but no one's being sick at her. Uh, I still haven't gotten over that, guys. Mm. I still haven't gotten over. Still have everybody's like... well. <laughs> everybody's well. My failure <laughs> is that I am still emotionally sick from feeling like everybody got sick at me. Oh man! In this house, and the, the thing is, like, when everybody gets sick, it's like I just have family members who just have to be reset. Right? right? Like, they just can't. Like, none of them. Mm-hmm. You know, any age can get back into the habit. And like, I know this, but it's me and my sour, sour. You know, <laughs> poor put upon biz mm-hmm. mine that I can't shake. So I'm the one who's still technically sick. And technically, I should go get in bed for a week mm-hmm. to emotionally recover from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, I'm just going to stomp around like a two-year-old <laughs> uh, and not even apologize for the fact that I know that it's me who's now totally twisted out of shape. Well, you suck. <laughs> I do suck pretty bad. <laughs> I do suck. And luckily, my family forgives me just like we forgive our toddlers. Thank goodness. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, one bad mother. Uh, I'm calling with a fail. Um, because I'm a lazy mother, I um, put my child to sleep for nap time by driving around in the car and then carrying him inside. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons why it works, but that's what we have. And that's worked great until today because it's uh, winter and we live in Wisconsin and we have a snowstorm. And I very stubbornly still tried to drive out in my very crappy Toyota Prius to do nap time. And I got stuck like four times just getting out of my stupid apartment complex. There's not even that much snow. It's like four inches. And, um, yeah, needless to say, my pedal didn't fall asleep and I barely parked my car safely. And now my husband is rolling him around in the stroller and we're just praying that he somehow falls asleep because our routine is destroyed. So, yeah, it's a pretty big fail. Uh, thanks. Bye. That oh. sucks. It really sucks. Like, Wait, do you go. think her husband is in the house rolling well, him around in the stroller? I think so. Which because you, yeah. you wouldn't go like take you him out in the cold, out in right? The in the forest, that's just as yeah. bad on the wheels and right. the tire the and stuff, thing. right? Yeah. So like, yeah, so in you just gotta house. hope that your like apartment or like whatever is big enough to like wheel it around at least. Where the kids <laughs> oh. just like, fuck you guys. Yeah. I'm totally looking at all my shit right yeah. now, right? Like, yeah, there is. It sucks so bad. Yeah. It is such like. A, a, a shitty fail yeah. that, like, I don't even want to make jokes. No. I'm that sorry. That sucks. It yeah. does suck. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you. Teresa, yes. let's call a mom. Great. Yay. 
Yay! This week, we are calling Courtney Wyckoff, who is a certified personal trainer and corrective exercise specialist with 14 years' experience in the field of fitness, nutrition, and injury prevention treatment. She's been working exclusively with pre- and postnatal women for the last seven years and is the CEO and founder of Mama Strong. Welcome, Courtney. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. And before we get into tapping into all your expertise uh, and experience, we're going to ask you some totally unrelated questions. Awesome. <laughs> like, like, I'm ready. Great. The first one is, who lives in your house? Okay. Um, let's see. It's myself. My daughter, Ella, who is nine. And my other daughter, Ren, who is four. And our um, very old very wisely deaf dog, Mila, and she's 15. Oh, <laughs> baby. What a good dog. Um, yeah. Therese and I have a soft spot for pets. We're clearly doing the wrong show. <laughs> Next year, 2017. That's right. That's right. Only pets all the time. Um, uh, also, something we've uh, sort of started asking our guests again, uh, which we kind of stepped away from, but has we remembered was a really fun thing to ask, which is, uh, what did you think having kids was going to be like before you actually had said kids? <laughs> did that match up at all, or or did you nail it? <laughs> uh, no. Well, I was way too young to get married and way too young to have kids, so I, I think I thought I knew it would be hard, but I definitely thought I'd do it better than other people. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that my kids would be like eating vegetables and relatively polite. And I think I also thought that I could just like tell them what to do and then go on with my life. <laughs> none, of, none of that panned out very well. <laughs> yeah, that is like a disappointing fact, isn't it? It's yeah. like you just yeah. never, and I don't know why, I, if this show could solely be about the struggle of why no one's doing what we want them to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, or, why, why, or just why, why, or just why any of us ever thought, like, like, yes. we, that it would be different for us. Like, yeah, that, that us. weird delusion yeah. of, like, well, it'll be different. Like, I think it must be, like, a defense mechanism that allows us to actually go forward and procreate. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise we be wouldn't. Like, yeah, yeah, like, no. oh, I'll, it won't be like that. It's not going to be. It's not my kids aren't going to be like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember some, when I was super pregnant, I remember some woman who has, like, four kids. She was like sleep all you can. And I remember actually thinking in my head, like, what a whiny little person. Like, it can't be that bad. <laughs> and now sleep deprivation rules. And uh, yeah, so I get it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's brutal. Well, that we've talked about it on the show before, too. Just that, like, all the all that sage advice yeah. that we, like, that's totally unsolicited. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. that we, or that we, like, throw up on people ourselves as we walk around yeah. and see pregnant people or people with new babies. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And no. even, like, yeah. As you listen and you're like, I know that that's true. Yeah. I don't yeah. care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. That's, that's amazing. Um, all right. Well, let's get in uh, to uh, Mama Strong and, and what you do. And I want you to start off by telling us a little bit about uh, sort of two things because I think they kind of tie in together. One is mm-hmm. tell us about Mama Strong and, and, and sort of how you came uh, – developed it. And uh, one of the sort of lines that's associated with your program and your website and Mama Strong Philosophy is uh, enoughism. And I'd love for you to just talk a little bit about that for us. Sure. Okay. So uh, MamaStrong.com is an online 
strength conditioning resource for moms. It's got five different programs for each phase of motherhood. And our mission is instigating an adventurous life through strength that matters. And that's the that's the pretty surface level elevator pitch that I've perfected. <laughs> but, <laughs> the, the real deal is that um, Mama Strong came out of a very desperate place in my life after you know my second kid was born and postpartum depression and a failing marriage and also extreme pain, like extreme pain. And here I was a corrective exercise specialist. And I, I couldn't fix myself. I couldn't, everything I had been taught to do wasn't working. And so I think in part desperation and in part curiosity, I just started researching, you know, what are we doing that's not serving women physically after birth and how's it all related? And down the rabbit hole I went and <laughs> developed a pretty unique method and a pretty unique value system around fitness. So. Well, well I, yeah, okay. Well, talk about the enoughism as well. I, I, I wanted to jump somewhere else and I realized I didn't let you touch on that. All right. So enoughism is a term I coined based on uh, my experience as a fitness trainer. So basically what I've seen is people are either on one side of the spectrum. They either decided that they need to change their life and become some sort of better version of themselves and they'll do that through willpower and pummeling. <laughs> Or they've decided that they can't subscribe to any of those values with fitness or the fitness world, and so they don't engage in exercise at all. They're like, I'm not going to do it. And so enoughism is kind of that middle area, and it's technically the way I define it is it's the belief that you don't need to be fixed, but that you deserve to be integrated. So then how can you engage in fitness in a way that feels like it's enough exertion, enough strengthening, but still walk away feeling like you are enough? That makes sense. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it seems way, actually, way healthier and way more sustainable than the first uh, mindset that you talked about, where you're just like, I have to change myself. I'm gonna yeah. go all in, you know, hundred percent. Well, I, I well, yeah. that, I wanted to ask you as your experience, and I, as a trainer, <clears throat> and as a you know, and coming at it from the other side of it now, as a as a mom, there is obviously a lot, I mean, moms seem to sometimes be like this target audience for fitness, everything, <laughs> right? Like, you better get yeah. your body back, <laughs> whatever the yeah. fuck that is. Right. You know, like, right. I, what, like my eight-year-old body, my 16-year-old body, like <laughs> my body, the body where I was chain-smoking cigarettes, you know, and waiting tables. That was a great body, guys. You know what I mean? Like, coffee right. and cigarettes, I am fucking thin. Like, what body am I supposed to have? But I feel like there's like a lot of like sort of fitness, you know, I don't think fads is the right word, but programs that are sort of like pushed on moms sort of right off the bat before they have the baby, after they have the baby, years after they have your baby. And like, I guess, you know, is this, is it fair? Is it detrimental? And like, what's the, what is this global assumption for moms and fitness? Yeah. So this is where, you know, I, I come into Mom Strong as a trainer because it's a skill set that I've developed, you know, for better or worse. But the truth is who I am as an activist and I'll go in whatever door I need to go into. And, you know, the, the reason this happens for, for moms is because we still objectify the female experience. And when you think about when we objectify something, we place more emphasis on how the thing looks, not what it's doing dynamically. So as women... We've been conditioned since we're little, teeny, tiny, that it matters more how we look. The first thing you say to a little girl is, oh, my gosh, don't you, don't you look nice? 
you know, rather than um, what are you doing today? And so after you become a mom, your value in society is immediately ripped away. And whether or not you're a vain person or not, it kind of happens in a way that's quiet and like you feel it, but it's your value. It's just because your object, the body of you has changed. And so it's a perfect breeding ground after you give birth because it's an open wound and and women want to keep their societal value just like everybody else intact and are naturally attracted to the fact that do that because they, you know, quickly tell you before and after as they do that type of thing. And then I think the, the, the other part of this is that we still don't, and it's connected, is that we still don't view the process of pregnancy and childbirth as an athletic, physically arduous event, often the trauma. <laughs> oh, my God. That is, but you are absolutely 100% correct. Yeah. And that is, like, think about I don't think about it that way, even though no, I've been through think, it twice. Yes, yeah. and think about it. Okay, so somebody goes in, I know, because I've treated these people for, like, orthoscopic knee surgery, which is, like, literally a little, I mean, it's a deal, right? I'm not, I'm not diminishing it. But they go in for that, and they walk out with a prescription from the doctor for six weeks to two months of physical therapy. Wow. Now, right. Oh, my you God. You're about birth. to blow my mind. I know what you're about to say. <laughs> you give birth and oftentimes have surgery or something invasive, or let's just say pregnancy in itself. What it does to the human body from an engineering standpoint is absolutely insane, right? But yet mm-hmm. you go home and not only do they not give you PT, what do they say to you? They say to you, don't exercise at all. They right. scare you to death, which is so nuts because that is the time where women should be getting the most information, the most PT, you know, the most um, athletic training that could be done very safely. But because we don't really see the physical demands of motherhood, um, like we value those of athletes, we just provide fitness trends that are not at all practical and not effective. And, you know, if a woman's body changes in any way that people would think is negative, um, it's not a reflection of the female body. That's a reflection of postpartum neglect because of this undervaluing of what we go through. Well, I think I just want to tag on something you said. There is the, I feel like historically the fitness that gets pushed on moms post a baby is about weight loss only. And it's not about what you're talking about, which is strength and, you know, physical repair and, yeah. you know, yeah. you know about literally healing your body after this very, I, I like how you say athletic experience. I actually really yeah. like that, uh, defining yeah. the experience of giving birth. Uh, instead, yeah. it's, you know, your, your weight, and you're already having a hard enough time given that your boobs are like 100 times bigger than they were, you know, <laughs> or like your behind yeah. is or your hips are, your feet. I mean, my mm-hmm. feet, for God's sake, don't look at all like they used to. I mean, like your body, and a lot of that mm-hmm. is solely because, you know, you just had a baby. I mean, like the, like yes. this pressure of like, it's been six months <laughs> since yeah. I mm-hmm. made a human being, and yeah. now I've got to get back into my, you know, size eight jeans or whatever is... Yeah. It, it, it like that seems so much more detrimental than I need to develop strength so that I can be playing with my kids and I can be doing all the physical things that I want to do as not only as a mom but as a person like to remind because yep. I mean I think I know that for us one of the things we talk about is that like new identity after having kids not only is there an emotional shift there's a physical shift and so much of that sometimes is just feeling like you can't do anything you used to do right no, whether it's you your don't. Your, yeah. yeah, whether it's your time, the restrictions on your time, or the restrictions on you physically. Right. 
Right. No, and you know what's interesting about this is not only do we need to be integrated properly and given a break, like really your body's just gone through something crazy, and then you have the hormonal stuff, and then you have modern life, and you have stress adding to that, you know, but then what happens is then the interesting thing is they tell women this whole like positive body image movement, which I'm not knocking, but I I do get a little critical of it because I'm like, you know, it's okay for you to say, like, I need to be stronger. I need to exercise without it being attached to vanity. And that's the frustrating piece for me is that like, okay, yeah, we don't want to pressure women into getting back into skinny jeans and being ridiculous, right? Right. Like everybody's body is going to do what it needs to do. But at the same time, it's that enough is and stuff. You also deserve to be integrated. You deserve to be living in a body that um, you're doing your best to keep strong and able and, you know, well, I, living in your skin the way you choose. Well, there's like a real misconception, I think, about uh, physical size and physical strength and, and agility, right? Like there's right. this idea that only, you know, really skinny people can run a marathon, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> and, that's, and that's not at all true. You know what I mean? Not like, yeah. and or that, yeah, that somehow weight is equal to to physical ability and physical fitness and and the strength. And yeah, I so I mean, I I agree. I think there is something wonderful about embracing your body post baby, but not yep. letting that define that you can't also gain yeah. garner strength. Yeah, I, yeah, that's, yeah, that's all about like caring for your body yeah, too, like accepting for and caring for your yeah. body, like doing doing all these things for your body. Yeah, they do not yeah. sell us that program, no, do they? they? Don't. Oh, I'm gonna get irate today. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking irate. Um, all right, well, let me turn my help me shape my irateness, okay? Because okay. there are a lot of things that, uh, and I, I think I have two things that sort of tie together as one question. So I hope you will let me get through it, and that is. Yep. I think there are a lot of things that stand in our way of of taking that those steps, okay? And like mm-hmm. uh, there's obvious ones like, you know, I have time issues, you know, between mm-hmm. work, between getting my kids everywhere they need to be, between all the normal responsibilities that I have just as a person and as a my role in the, you know, in our household unit of, you know, my mm-hmm. jobs, right? Like so how so I have those restrictions. Uh, and I also have the, I think what probably plays more for me personally restrictions, and that is my fear and guilt of allowing myself to have the time to do this, to make mm-hmm. it, if it was a pill that I had to take for my health, everybody in the family would be like, yeah, you've got to go to this doctor's appointment and you have to take this pill, <laughs> right? Right. But no one's like, you're right. You have to go run for 30 minutes or you have to go walk or you need to do mm-hmm. this specific strength, like whatever, swim or like whatever it is that I mm-hmm. need to do to allow myself to uh, get physically comfortable and stronger with my body. Um, that is like a very easy thing to like let fall down the list. So how do I, how do I, how do you help motivate people to flip that switch for themselves? Because I, I and I want to um, bring, and I want to bring this up in particular, something that about your own life it, you mentioned is that you went through a divorce after, you know, after having kids and mm-hmm. I'm trying to just make this balance in a fairly reasonable working household <laughs> of like a partner yeah. you know, of my partner. Um, mm-hmm. But so many people have this added pressure of the, of doing this by themselves mm-hmm. or, you know, and mm-hmm. like, how do you make that work? How do you give yourself that time? 
Yeah, this is an amazing question. I think, you know, as much as what I do is teaching people how to be strong, the majority, as time has gone on, the majority has been how do you get people to show up? Because literally, I've created this program in, I mean, there is really no way that you can't get it done. It's 15 minutes a day. It's $2 a month. It's cheaper than Netflix. Like, it is different every day. It's a different workout every day so you don't get bored. I show up, like, in my pajamas. It's me, real deal, kids running around. Like, it is... So um, it's so it's so obvious that you could do this, but yet people still don't show up. So you know, it's a very common question, and I think it's one that that we don't really address the right way because we're used to approaching um, motivation a little bit differently. So the the first thing is is that inside of you you have so many layers of resistance that have been developed since you were a kid. And the way I look at your your brain when it comes to self-care is that you have a committee of, like, belligerent toddlers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how appropriate, because our show today was, how are we like toddlers? (laughs) (laughs) And and all of them are wanting to win a power struggle. And we know better. We know with a toddler, you just don't engage. You divert or you just move away. You're not going to win. And so what I try to do when I'm helping people slide into this is I, I say, let the toddlers chatter. Just let them go to the other room and do whatever. And then you get on, you get on with your thing and, and saying to yourself, you know, trying to get amped up and trying to get ready for exercise by um, engaging with this committee has never worked before and it's not going to work today. So I'm just going to do it differently. And so then it really becomes like a Hail Mary. Like <laughs> I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to fly swat that committee away and just see what happens like a science project if I just do it differently. And then I think in terms of like, there's a couple extra pieces here that in terms of making time for yourself, you also really will not motivate yourself to make that time because we're women and that's not a knock against women. That's a beautiful aspect of who we are. You know, we, we want to be relational. We want to be caregiving. It's a strength. It's not a, a weakness like society makes us think. And so you're not going to, you're not necessarily going to pull yourself out of that and make that time but the way that I practice that and make sure I get show up for myself, like just the 15 minutes, is I know that that wasn't modeled well for me. It wasn't a healthy, it wasn't a, a healthy thing at all growing up. And because of that, I ended up in you know abusive relationships, or I ended up abusing myself. And so when I look to my girls, I know that by taking that time for myself, no matter how much mm-hmm. it upsets them that I'm actually teaching them something that will prevent them from ending up in those abusive patterns and them learning that boundaries are okay. That is a good that, spin. I mean, I mean, and I mean that with the utmost respect. That is yes. a really good way to change the thinking in my brain to, to make that time as an example for my kids yeah. as opposed to I'm – ignoring my kids you know like exactly because then what happens is like what will happen with us is like what I encourage moms to do is like don't try to find that time outside of them like Mm. if it's necessary that they're there and watching if if you're not willing to be engaged with them while you're doing that they're going to learn two things they're going to want learn that um, one exercise is punishment and it's miserable and you don't like wow. it. Then they're, <laughs> then they're also going to see you like being, you're going to get really irritated with them. You're going to be so annoyed that you're going to hate the whole thing. The workout's going to feel terrible and you're going to be so annoyed with them. So what I do instead is I actually engage them in it. So if it's like, you know, 15 minutes and they're there running around, I, I'm like, here, will you, 
you know, come do high fives with me while I'm doing potty squats or like mom needs help. Jump on my back. You know what I mean? (laughs) Get through it in a way that's a little bit more playful. It won't be perfect, but it's not going to happen every time, you know? And, and, and so that, I think always remembering that I'll speak for myself. I'm not going to speak for all women, but I know for me, my motivation is not based off the typical model, which is very much like, you know, what am I going to get if then blah, 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 or like mastery and autonomy. That doesn't work for me. I'm motivated by connection and engagement. So, you know, if, if I know I'm doing this and it's, it's teaching something to my kids and it's connecting me to my purpose and my resiliency, then I'm more able to do it. Nice. And I mean, we've used that in particular with Mama Strong in that when we first started, we have a 30-day challenge and 11% of people <laughs> that started would finish, which is a pretty dismal number, but it's the reality. <laughs> and I thought, well, what am I doing wrong? Like I said, I'm handing this out on the silver platter. What's happening? And so then we introduced a new motivation tactic, which for every week that a woman meets her goals, which we make very underwhelming, for every week that she meets <laughs> show her goals, up. we yeah, just show up. Right. We then donate our time or programs to women in need. And so I'm spending, you know, we're, we're spending 10 to 15 hours a week out in the field in various agencies with various women donating all of these, we call it share the show up to women because people are showing up. And since we introduced that, that went from 11% to 88%. What the fuck? You are yes. <laughs> That's insane. That's such a good idea. That is yeah. such a good idea. Jeez. Yeah, it works. Lord, it help works. me. That does. Yeah. No, that's really good. That's, that's a pretty good idea. So we got to wrap up. So do you want to get married? Yeah. Do you want to get married? I know. Do you want to do we just have like a big, can we just all get on the commune right now? I keep waiting for somebody oh when God. I ask them. Like I always ask the question, who lives in your house as a way to not be a jerk? Who's like, how do you, what, what's no. going on in your house? Right? Because I always think that's weirder. But I keep waiting for somebody to say, I live on a commune and we no. like herd mentality raise our kids. And I'm going to be like, where do I sign up? Dude, this is my dream. I tell everybody all the time. I'm like, I am collecting sister wives. And <laughs> like, I can braid. I can braid. I will not be the cook or the cleaner. But like, and so I'm right. I like, can't I'm braid, guys. So that's fine. I cannot braid. So I will clean. <laughs> I will clean. I love cleaning. It's my therapy. That's amazing. All right. Well, let's wrap up on. Uh, some advice. For, I mean, you've already given me a ton of advice. Uh, Tracy and I are just in here, like, oh my We're god. We're just our like, jaws are like, like on the, on the floor. floor, and also we have we have um, hearts in our eyes, yeah, like where our yeah. eyeballs would be. Yeah, just big hearts. We just fell madly well, in love. This is good. Um, so, but I, what I'd like for you to do is wrap up on a little advice that you have given out before, and I just really loved this this phrase of "win ugly," and I I would love for you because I can't explain it. I would love for you to give us your win ugly advice and what that, that means. Okay, so I can't claim that, that phrase. That was actually taken from Andre Agassi's book, Open, and it's a really fascinating book on um, describing his transformation from being really what was a performer tennis player to being a real actual athlete. Hmm. And it's a really intense story. It was whatever. But anyway, he ended up with his coach at the end of his career who was trying to beat out some of his tendencies and his, um, I don't know, his bad habits, perfectionism, et cetera. And he started teaching him this idea of when ugly. And it really hit me at the time. And so then I, you know, I, I think I've taken it with me 
everywhere I've gone since, especially in life and business and definitely in wellness. So whenever you start something, you can really not give a crap about what it's going to look like. And that's across the board, <laughs> like physically, like whatever. I mean, we live in a world where all of our journeys are so externalized. And so, you know, you, you really have to be careful. You really have to make this a very personal thing where it's so personal that you have the compassion to just get through it in any way it's got to look, you know. And you also, along with not caring what it looks like, you can't put a whole lot of expectation into how it ends up. So the only... The only way you really learn anything, I feel like anything worthwhile is by experience and experience is failure. So, you know, we tend to gravitate towards these very inspirational people in the world and they write lots of books and we (laughs) read them and, you know, we live vicariously through them. But what we forget is that they didn't learn that stuff because they read something. They learned it because they did it. Right. And most of the time they failed. And so that winning ugly thing is just like, you know, if you if you start living like that and you start experiencing failure and and things like that, um, and stop waiting for the time when you're ready, then the process of failure becomes like a, a vitamin, like a nutrient. Like you look for it. You're like, okay, where can I test this out? And you know, rather than some big landmine that you're avoiding, it's truly liberating and and everything. I mean, you can look like a fool. I mean, Mama Strong exists because I'm allowed to fail every day and people are all right with it like every day in huge ways i mean i have failed in massive ways and it's okay like everybody supports that and so better to live like that than trying to like toe the line you know yeah no it's it's such a great line i don't know why it's making me think of like cakes but like you know people get like really wrapped up and like i'm gonna make my child's birthday cake right and i remember the first it was like katie bell's first birthday party she was turning three we were doing like a proper like we we're gonna have some friends of hers ever and i was gonna make her this cake this like lollipop themed cake it was the ugly a her birthday's in august and it was an outside party in pasadena so like everything was like warping and melting and hard we didn't have air conditioning i mean like that cake wasn't gonna win the moment it came out of the oven it was so ugly <laughs> Exactly. And like the like cookie lollipops. I was like, oh, I'm gonna make these cookie lollipops. They got the whole thing from like Michael's. And they were just like these giant jumbo oversized, like ripping through the cake. Like, because they were so heavy. Yeah, like it was falling like, over. Yeah, falling yeah. over. It was like such a piece of shit cake. But, you know what, but, I mean, but your point is, is like it makes me think of it because it's like, A, guess who doesn't give a shit? Katie Bell in a room. And no one cares. Actually, no one cared. No one was coming for my cake. All right. And two, it was still fucking delicious. And, but like, it's such another great example for your kids to see you try something and it just be whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Right, like whatever yeah. it is yeah. that comes out of the oven, yeah. is still you you're did still it. gonna eat it. Yeah. yeah, you still did it. Yeah, you still showed up. You yeah. got up. You went to bed and you got yeah. up again. The the one bad mother mantra. You got up. You did it. <laughs> and then you went to bed and then you did it again the next day. Good job. I mean, isn't that to me is like the entire point of like everything that we're doing? If you live by like any mythology of like getting through life with any integrity or pleasure, right? It all comes down to the hero's journey and. You know, all heroes go through absolute messy cakes and, you know, crazy <laughs> failures. Like, it's just part of it. And yeah. the the deal is, like, how you how do you deal with it then? Are you, like, okay with it? Do you give yourself a break? And then how do you pick back up and go again? Like, that's that's the deal. That's all that people want. And I think, you know, 
unfortunately, we tend to think people don't want that, but really, I, I am proof, Mama Strong is proof that people really do want that. They want, like, they want the winning ugly. They really want that. They want the crappy cake, you know? Oh, yeah, <laughs> want, crappy cake is the best. The There's always too much what? icing on crappy cake. It's the fucking best. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, Courtney, thank you so much for joining us. This just I, this was just such a fun discussion. And again, uh, Teresa and I are googly-eyed. Uh, and we're wow. going to link everybody up to mamastrong.com. And just thanks for, not only thank you for uh, doing this. Uh, you know, I'm always amazed when people are going through a tough time and something beautiful comes out of it. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of ugly cakes, right? Like, yeah, it, it, yeah. <laughs> that's so good. And then for continuing to approach it in such a giving way. And I just thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Yeah, well, thanks, guys, so much for having me. Okay, well, we'll talk again soon. Bye. All right, definitely. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, when I... I mean, I'm, like, literally in yeah. love with her. It was... There was... I mean, like, I... You know, because it's it was like so a weird... Helpful. It's really helpful. It's so helpful. It's a, there's a very fine line, especially when talking about things like fitness, especially yeah. on the show. Like, I, you know, yeah, we don't yeah. want to have a show where we're like, everybody get healthy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> you stay as unhealthy as you want, guys. But, like, when I... When I saw her site, yeah. like the words that like jumped out were things like, you know, you just want to get strong enough to like play with your kids. And yeah. like, and I love there was a, this additional line of like, and then when your kids no longer want to play with you, you're strong enough to do stuff for yourself. Yeah. It's not about the marathon. It's about like, come on, every day I'm walking around the house being like, I wish I didn't physically hurt so much at the end of this day. Yeah. Or I wish I could, you know, do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. None of those things are running a marathon. None of those things are touching my toes. None of those things are stopping having wine every evening, okay? Right. It's just yeah. about, like, having the energy and the strength. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to do with what's on the outside. And mm -hmm. I, I just thought it was so, like, it just, and it just exuded that. There was not a single thing upon checking out that website that made me feel like shit. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. amazing. Yeah, I just thought... Yeah, I yeah. just thought it was really awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of things that are awesome mm -hmm. uh, and ugly cakes, <laughs> <laughs> let's have a moment to listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi. So I'm calling with a rant. Um, I am a working mom, and I have my son in daycare and they have a winter break. So I took off, took a bunch of vacation days to, to be home with him over the winter break and instead of scrambling for daycare and I had all, or replacement daycare. And I, I had all of these plans. Like I, I did all of this research, like things we can do around town and it's also his birthday, the day after Christmas. And, and I had all of these things that I was going to be able to, to spend time with my son. And I've been pretty sick this year and feeling a little bit better. And I was pretty excited about actually getting to spend time with my son. And um, it hasn't quite worked out that way. He got 
he got a bad fever on his birthday. And uh, so, you know, it was his second birthday and it was just, that really sucked. <laughs> um, and we've just been recovering since and there's been no sleep and uh, it's just been a lot of stuck in the house, TV time with a sick, miserable toddler and then he's not napping and even the, the, the kind of small plans like, okay, let's go out to the farmer's market just to get fresh air all seem to go sideways and you know, today he woke up from a 30-minute nap and I was trying to take a nap because I didn't sleep last night and he didn't sleep last night and so the 30-minute nap was really great and I just wanted to put him in front of the TV so I could get a cup of coffee and, like, make it through the afternoon and the internet is out and I can't figure out how to make it work. Um, I'm tired. I'm disappointed, and uh, and I know enough at this point, two years into parenthood, that and you should never count on anything. But I was really looking forward to this vacation time with my son, and I'm grateful that I'm able to be here to make him feel better. But otherwise, it really sucks both. So thanks for giving us a space to rant. There's so much yeah. in this call. I think, like, the main one is that disappointment. Yeah. That is real. That yeah. is so real. Especially the, you know, you got to assume it was, like, at least a month, but probably more leading up to that, oh, yeah. where she was planning for that, yeah. you know, and thinking about it and kind of yeah. holding on to that. Well, like, and the, just the, to. like, the, like, I'm going to take off. Like yeah, work, I know. right? Like this is my vacation time, yeah. right? Like this makes me think back to the summer to my Alabama trip last yeah. summer with the kids, where right. I was like, "I'm taking them, and yeah. it's going to be beautiful, and we're going to have all this like Alabama. We're going to go down to the Tannehill and go look at Indian burial grave. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be. We're going to have magic time with my parents, yeah. and it was a total it was disappointing so shit show. Yeah, and like, and so I, I. And I and that's like the real thing, and I think that's like the key. Birthdays too, I will say. Yeah, like the her birthdays son turned too, and like had the fever. Yeah, and like Oscar had a fever on his second birthday, and I I was so much more emotional yeah. about it than I would have thought. Like I was just like, this was his birthday, and he's like missing it, and it's not, you know, like yeah. I was just. Well, it's such a letdown. Fair enough that you got to be home and take care of him when he was sick. Yeah, that's not fun. <laughs> What's no. the fun in taking care of sick kids? No. And there's no sleeping and yeah. just like I just I just feel like as a universe we need to get together and say the disappointment is real mm-hmm. and deserved mm-hmm. and okay to have. Yeah. It is okay to feel super fucking disappointed. Yep. It sucks. Mm-hmm. And you are doing a really good job. Yes, you are. I mean, oh my God. Seriously. Like, this is a really disappointing thing you just went through. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. Well, it's not okay. It's not okay to be dead. Totally not okay. My okay is you're doing a good job. Yeah. Like, you're doing such a good job. Yeah. I, I just, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we all, like, collectively can be like, I'm really sorry. Totally. That sucks. So, 
hang in there. You yeah. really are doing a good job. And thank you for calling us and yeah. letting us all feel totally universal with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a bunch of solidarity <laughs> screams out there uh, in the world right now. Yep. Teresa. Yes. What did we learn today? Hmm. Felt like just even speaking of universe, putting out to the universe that we can be empathetic with toddlers because perhaps we may still be acting like them. <laughs> or maybe thinking like them Or sometimes. thinking like them. Maybe it's some sort of like primal thing that never goes away. Yeah. Uh, it just like everything kind of tied back together to it today, totally. I felt like. Totally. Yeah. Like once you admit to doing one thing like a toddler, <laughs> suddenly the door's open and you realize that you're being that toddler <laughs> jerk all the time, right? Like I always think about like, I do not like calling children jerks. So I apologize right. for that. I also don't like calling cats jerks, but like every night B comes up, you know, to the nightstand and is just like, Oh, do you like this bottle of water? Like, Stefan no. now keeps his water in a water bottle because she's just she like, it over? boom. Oh, my God. I <laughs> yeah. can't believe you're that. Just like, hey, cat, stop it. Stop, stop being, a, being jerk. a jerk. What the right. hell? That was my water. So, so, like, that's when I when I think about the jerk tongue so of toddlers. I do think, like, you know, like Ellis yeah. will sit there at the table and be like, I'm like, here's the meal that you requested. Yeah. And he's like, throwing it. Toss. Toss. Yeah. You're just like, hey, hey, that's really mean. <laughs> Not very nice. I'm like, no one's doing it on purpose. Uh, so I apologize for using the jerk related. But like sometimes you're just like, hey, yeah. stop that. Yeah. That's not nice. What the? What the are you doing? So anyway. And perhaps if we were self-reflective, as we sometimes try and be on the show, we may be the ones knocking the bottle of water off. Every evening, mm-hmm. or throwing food on the floor. I'm certainly not pointing fingers at myself, given this last two weeks and my personal emotional behavior towards my loved ones. I wasn't going to say anything. And I'm certainly not going to apologize for it. Good. I'm going to stomp off and <laughs> slam some doors <laughs> and watch a shit ton of Daniel Tiger and feel better. I'm going to get really excited and just keep jumping <laughs> and not be able to stop jumping, even though it's making a really loud stomping noise on the floor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, for no reason, burst into tears. Yeah. Perfect. So we've learned a lot. <laughs> Everybody, you're doing a really good job. Yeah, you guys are. And lots of times it's just like remembering to say it different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I cannot... Tell you, I mean, I, I should. Teresa and I should not be sitting in this booth being so surprised by the things that we talked about today, mm-hmm. or any week. And every week, I I am. Every week, I am thinking that I'm going to come in here and make fun of how I behave like a toddler. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, I am behaving like a fucking toddler, <laughs> and it's okay for me to to like look at that and analyze that and try and like adjust my behavior or at least forgive myself for it. Mm-hmm. Like I would forgive Ellis for his behavior, right? So like, it's okay to be going along one way and then to say, "Oh, I'm gonna just alter that or say yeah. that different." Yeah, right. So you're all doing a really good job doing that. Good yeah. job, good everybody. Job, you guys. Yep. Teresa, yeah. you are doing a really good, you're doing a good job. Thank you. Yeah. So are you, Biz. Thank you. Thank you. You are. We are all trying really hard, guys. Yeah. So good job to all of us. Yeah. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Blue. Down mama blues.
that's low down mama blues got a low down mama blues you know that right We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206 206- 350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist-owned. Listener-supported.